Hi everyone and welcome to the Shit My Pants podcast, a podcast where two complete horror wimps watch two horror movies a week and talk about how much they shit their pants. And boy did I not this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to explain that now. So, the first film this week, uh, our kind of big budget slash classic, uh, is a proper classic mm. um, this week, which is 1960s Alfred Hitchcock movie, Psycho, which is seems to be, in quite a few places, regarded as like the best horror movie of all time. Yeah, the problem with talking about Alfred Hitchcock yeah. is who the fuck hasn't? It has yeah. been completely unravelled and yeah. discussed and analysed. So there's not, not a lot we can really add to this. Probably not. <laughs> However, the only thing I can add is the perspective of somebody who's never seen it before, because it turns out I haven't. Yeah, I remember you saying that while you were watching it. Because I... I, I could have sworn I had, um, when we talked about it before, I could have sworn I'd seen it. Mm. But then I got like 10 minutes in and I was like... Do you know what? I haven't seen this film. I don't recognise any of this. Do you know I have what? not seen this. To be fair, when I first watched it, I was already like, I put it on yeah. and everything and just went, oh, I wish I didn't know. Yeah. Because I know the the ending. I know the what he is. I know the shower scene. Everyone knows all those big beats. Yeah. But don't you just wish you had seen it without that knowledge at all? Yeah, because obviously I had seen, I had seen the shower scene already. Mm. And I vaguely knew that Norman Bates was a psycho, mm-hmm. hence the name. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and I sort of knew that he that he was the killer. Yeah. But I didn't know a lot of the details and I hadn't actually seen it, so I didn't know it properly. But I did know the shower scene, obviously. What did you think of it as a whole? Not as I, a scary. I mean, yeah, not as a horror film. So yeah, it's, good, it's obviously a really, really good film. Really good, isn't it? Um... Has and a right to be that good. Yeah. Even this has got to be like my fucking tenth watch of this movie and I was still going, what the fuck? How yeah. does someone do this in 1960? There yeah. was a movie out at the same time called The Haunting. 1960. It looks so fucking dated. Mm. Even though it's shot relatively similarly to this, like in black and white for 1960 is a bit weird. There are mm. obviously reasons Psycho is shot in black and white. Someone is colourising it right now. Seems silly. 24 frames per second, it's about an hour 50. Frame by frame. Colourising Psycho. There is a reason it's not in colour. Why would you bother? It's sacrilege is what it is. Because there was a remake, right? Yeah. I want to say Vince Vaughn was in it. He was. Norman Bates. Who was the woman? Uh, Who was Marion? It was someone who... We don't see in movies these days. Um, what was it, 1998? Yeah. Uh, it, it's Anne Hesch. Yeah, yeah, don't see her anymore. Why don't we see her anymore? I have no idea. She's like... Um, I hope it's not a Weinstein thing. Ooh. Like um, Ashley Judd, who decimated yeah. her career. She was really good. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, is it a Judd? It might be a Judd situation. Ooh, that's not great. That's just an assumption. Because why, yeah. why else would she just... Well, there could be many reasons. So, so yeah, there was a there was a remake made in shot whatever it was, nineteen ninety eight. Was it shot shot for shot, shot, word for word, in color though? Uh, really pointless. Beyond, um, it's uh, fuck. What's the 
director's name. He did all. He did Good Will Hunting. Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant directed it. So it's word for word. So, you know. Arrogant? But, to go, oh, I'll, I'll just remember that. Um, yeah. Conceited. Yeah. Um, unenlightened. <laughs> oh, that's a point. So it's interesting that the Rotten Tomato score, critic rating 96%. Sure. Audience rating ninety five. Sure, it's a pretty flawless movie. And then Letterboxd is four point three, the highest fucking thing I've ever seen on there. I want to see. Still if... miserable. They are, but that's that and like Godfather two are like the the highest ratings I've ever seen on on Letterboxd before. Which they they are correct. Four point three though, fucking hell, so low. I mean, it's not, but it is for Psycho. You know. So. Uh, Psycho's the story of Marion, who is a philandering. Um, who, who's having the affair there? Or are they just shagging and they... They're both single. I think he's divorced or divorcing. Right. Oh, of course. He's divorcing. Yeah. So technically, he's um, sleeping with somebody while he's still married to somebody else, which I guess which in is 1960 is real yeah. scandalous. In that scene in the beginning when they're in the hotel room, she is in a white bra. Right. Because she is innocent. She has a white bag. After she's stolen the money, she then is shown in a black bra in uh, the Bates Motel. Yeah. And has a black bag. It's very on the nose. Very on the nose. When did she get changed? True. And well, yeah, she goes... She goes straight to work. Straight to work and then straight from work to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> oh, no, there is a moment when she. Oh, is it she a gets, mood bra? No, she gets. It changes colours depending on how much of a dick you are that day. <laughs> how much money you stole? I got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black for 40 grand. <laughs> um, no, but she, she goes home first and packs. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And changes her bra. And changes her bra. Priorities, guys. She knows she's been. She knows she's been evil. She's been naughty. So. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, I can't wear this white bra. I'm not innocent today. <laughs> <laughs> Too self aware of the colours she is. <laughs> Get over yourself, Hitchcock. <laughs> you he's fuck. very particular about colours in his movies and what people are wearing. And so. women, because he's a real incel. Well, that, yeah, like, I know we, we bashed on Polanski and... Um, yeah, he, we probably he, should bash on Hitchcock as Hitchcock well. Hitchcock never did anything like what Polanski did. No. But, but... But he's a different kind of piece of shit. He is a mind abuser. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a different kind of piece of shit to um, Polanski. Mm. And it, again... You know, we we did it with Polanski and with Rosemary's Baby, separated out the mm-hmm. um, art from the person because the, the film was good. Dream with Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the film was good. Yeah. You know, Rosemary's Baby's a good film. Psycho's a good film. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock, dick, but and Polanski, worst. real big dick. Not great on this film either. There's a movie, but with Anthony Hopkins. That mm. kind of shows you the behind the scenes of this movie, and um, it's not good. Big yikes! Uh, oh yeah, he's the worst. Hitchcock oh, right. is an utter cunt of a man. Mm. And if after the birds came out, if they did what they did uh, with Polanski, like an open letter that was like, no, 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 he's fine. Let's keep letting him make movies. And then he makes a film like fucking Marnie, which is his way of. Um, he only made that movie because Tippi Hedren didn't like him back, and he was like. I'm going to make a movie that ruins you. <laughs> yeah. That's what kind of a cunt he is. Yeah. I mean, he was a real cunt to wear on the birds as well, but this is a whole different yeah. thing. So, um, 
Marion is having a kind of affair, but kind of not with Samuel at the start. I guess in 1960 it would have been classed as an affair, but really it That's wasn't. why it's in a hotel room and... Yeah. yeah, I mean, in reality it wasn't. He had broken up with his wife and no. he was getting divorced. No, but modern day they'd be getting off on the street. Like yeah, modern day. <laughs> it was like, no, I'm separated from my wife. Well, then who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, 1960, it was probably quite a scandal. Sure. Um, and uh, and I think he offers her a job or something just so, just to be around him or something. Oh, uh, well, no, she... When they're in the hotel. Uh, it's sort of an offer to get married, and oh, you can live with me in the back store of the hall. Oh, the back room. That was it, yeah. And she said, "Oh, yeah, I can lick the stamps." I lick the stamps. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a euphemism, probably for his balls or something. No, in Hitchcock, it was. <laughs> God, he just wanted someone to lick his stamps. Yeah, he really did. Um, and uh, which gives I, you a bit of a con. Uh, I don't know if that's part of the movie, given context of what kind of character she is, as if. She's not moral. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Like in 1960, that would lay that foundation, wouldn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. And then um, she goes off to work and you see Hitchcock there as his little cameo. Cameo is a perv. That was an interesting choice. Perv? Yeah, he looked straight at her arse. That was probably just Hitchcock. Forgot he was filming. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, so so you've cameoed yourself in as a pervert, have you? But it was a, a bit good on idea. the nose again. It was a good idea putting it five minutes in because he knew at that point people were looking out for his cameo, so he just right. got it out of the way. Yeah, good shout. And that's his um, daughter playing the other receptionist. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. She can't act. Didn't perv on her? No. Probably good. He probably would have. Um, I've written down as well, what is her job? Yeah, I have no idea. Because all she was doing is... Um, the slightly pervy guy who gives her all the money mm. is talking to her, and all she seems to be doing is rustling paper a lot. <laughs> what is your job? Um, putting paper in. She seems to be just putting order. putting paper on top of other paper. It looked blank, but she just puts paper on top of paper and then puts it down on her desk. Are they trading fish? They're passing <laughs> the same fish back and forth. So. Um, so yeah, she she goes off to work. She gets handed uh, a big wad of cash yeah. from um, from a guy who seems to be investing in something. Forty grand. Yeah, forty grand, which um, I looked up afterwards, and it's about three hundred and fifty thousand now. About that. Real load of money. Is well worth money. running away with. With that kind of money, would you let just a, like whoever the receptionist is, receptionist is, whatever they do, I wouldn't just go take that to the bank. Yeah. Not a fucking chance would I let someone take a quarter of a mil around with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about over yeah, well over a quarter of a million. <laughs> yeah, oh, could you just take this to the bank for me because I can't be arsed. Yeah, literally, I've got to entertain him with a bottle of liquor in my drawer. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 No worries. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate with this guy because he's uh, he's given me a load of money. Um, you wouldn't mind taking a massive wad of cash um, because you've generally been a kind of trustworthy. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> well, yeah, he says that in the um, the voiceovers when she's running away. Like, someone works with you for, what was it, 10 or 15 years? You trust them. <laughs> it's like, I'm I'm trust them 40 grand. fucking mug would you feel? <laughs> yeah. First time I gave her 40 grand and she fucking stole it. <laughs> yeah, first time I asked her to put some money in the bank. And it was the equivalent of a modern day three hundred and fifty grand, and she That's just the walked day off. She decides, I'm done. <laughs> that would be everyone's day that they decided they were done. If you're if you're in, in a job for ten 
for 10 years, yeah, all right, it's harder <laughs> to get away with now. But if you were in a job for 10 years and someone handed you a whole fuckload of cash, you'd just go, I'd go, I don't care how long I've been here. I'm definitely taking this cash. Well, yeah, back then, run away, dye your hair, done. Yeah. <laughs> no one will ever know. No one will ever know. No one gave us a fuck. Yeah, just move to a different city and you fuck off. And she was in Phoenix de- as well. It's a very quick decision for me. That's the only kind of gripe I have with it. Like, I know she has a conversation with uh, Sam in the beginning. And then... Uh, well, the thing is, she has a conversation with Sam about, you know, she she's in... in him, yeah, she's moving <laughs> in with him. She, You know, she's been carrying on this relationship with him. And then just abandons it for a cash. Yeah, where was... Because it's not like she was going to meet up with him. him. yeah. He didn't even know about it. Brutal. Yeah, Hunch to dump someone over some cash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Black bra, most definitely. It's not a black bra black enough for you to wear with your fucking... (laughs) With your morals? Yeah, you need a big red A on you. (laughs) What what for? Uh, Oh, no, I stole some cash. True, yeah. Because that's adultery, isn't it? The A does stand for something specific. Yeah. Um, Moving on. (laughs) I also wrote down... Is this a film about how she is a total dick in every part of her life and also really rude? Because she, she was very rude. She was rude. Well, I mean, I get why she's rude to the, like the car salesman and the yeah, she, yeah, yeah. But she was rude, just out and out rude to him, and the sheriff. I feel like sheriff. Yeah, the the oh, sheriff yeah. that aviator's guy. Yeah, 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 aviator sheriff. I don't know if he was a sheriff. Yeah, Top aviator sheriff. policeman. Um, uh, you know, chips. Um. <laughs> We'll he, from now on. Yeah, he um he comes up and he's quite reasonable with her and she's a dick to him. And then he follows her and she goes and buys a different car, at which point he gives up. Mm. Um he goes, Oh, a different car. I ain't for the, I ain't doing this no more. Well he has a conversation with um the dealer afterwards, doesn't he? But just then I wouldn't have mind, but she paid me in cash. <laughs> I hate it when he says that. Yeah, and also at that point, the sheriff begins to give up because he's like, oh, cash. No, I'm not going to bother. That's then. not dicey. Yeah, oh, pff, I'll tell you what, fine, I'm going home. Didn't mention that she paid in hundred crisp $100 bills. <laughs> yeah, sequential. <laughs> also, I didn't realise, I don't understand why we had to watch her count out $700. No. I, don't... I literally was going, one, two. Oh, yeah, that's seven. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Hitch. Well, it's established later on that her maths is fucking crap. <laughs> Um, although I I did notice well, why were why was the cop so obsessed with her? She was a bit of a dick to you at the roadside. So what is that? She is was there no very other crime? Sus- very suspicious. Yeah, no, there was nothing going on. That is, day. Yeah, is there no other crimes? Highway. He's just like might as well follow her around. She might was a bit well. of a dick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was very suspicious. She was sleeping in her car. I mean, that isn't a lot to go on. Not really. Which crime was it? But he clearly had nothing else that day. Yeah, right. That's all it was. He was just, he was <laughs> just bored off his tits. Yeah, and then she stops off at the motel, uh, at the Bates Motel, which she can just about make out through the through the massive amounts of rain. Yeah. Um, and meets Norman Bates, who is grade eight in cell from minute one. He's so fucking good in this. From Yeah, he is so creepy from minute one. Have you ever seen... Um, maybe in the ten years after this, mm. and the ten years before, because there are not 
they're serial killer movies, but none of them are like this. Most serial killer movies are now, this is the template for them, isn't it? Yeah. A murder happens, it is then investigated. They just weren't like that before. Mm. They were so procedural and this is just such a fixation because obviously the book is, and the book is, um, uh, Norman Bates in the book is based on Ed Gein again. Mm. Like he like Texas Chainsaw and Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Um, and uh, the main one, the the big guy, <laughs> the, the main serial killer pre kind of six uh, pre seventies. But he revolutionised the serial killer. Like, he revolutionised the murdering of loads of people. Yeah, I think he did though. Just the the the. There's no guilt on him. It is all a... Um, He's a psychopath. He has an answer for everything. Yeah. He... In that conversation in the um, parlour. Yeah. Which is, in my mind, maybe the best scene in the movie. Yeah, it is. The dialogue is incredible and the acting from both of them. All him th- and um, Janet Lee. All that, yeah. Uh, th- those two are amazing in this. And... But... So... He... Uh, sort of gets her in, gets her off to room one, mm. offers her some food, mm-hmm. um, some sandwiches. Yeah, some sandwiches and milk. <laughs> he goes up Could to you the get house. Nineteen sixty. He goes. Yeah, he goes up to the house uh, and he's going to make us some sandwiches and milk. And then Norman's mum talking into the world's biggest PA system. <laughs> Loudest cunts ever. If you can, if I can hear you from quarter of a mile away through your house, you're talking too loud. She's like, "What? You only want the the sandwich?" And fucking chill out, mate. What I would have loved to have seen. Tone as well, your voice down. When she turns up at the hotel, yeah, she looks up at the house and sees what she thinks just a woman walking by the window. Mm-hmm. Um, which also means he just walks around the house in her clothes, just. As in, like, just walking around the house doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, she beeps the horn, and within about ten, five, ten seconds, he's out in his own clothes. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen what's going on in that house when he does that. <laughs> just him really quickly <laughs> taking off a dress and just wig. Snapping the wig off, ripping the dress, like, as if it's... Right. As an aside, yeah. he's obviously got the wig. Yeah. When his mum died, mm. did he then go out and get a wig that Must was have. just like her hair? Must have, although... And, or two wigs, because yeah. one is on the fucking one's on skeleton. The, one's on the skeleton, that's what I'm saying. Can I get two of those wigs, actually, now that I think about it? <laughs> fucking hell. Um, <laughs> got to pop one on my mum's skull, so... Yeah, got to put one on my mum's rotten skull, and then I'm oh, going to wear one about the house. Just to pretend to be her? Yeah. Cash like, check. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need to know what it was for, actually, Cash. mate. <laughs> cash. Hold on, she cash. paid me with. He paid for those wigs with cash. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, she's she's got the loudest fucking voice going. Um, like he's really playing up to it. Yeah. Later on, when you realise what's going on. Yeah. You go, mate. You were playing up to that. Yeah. Who's having the loudest fucking argument with his mum? If she can hear you down at the motel, you're too loud. Hmm. There was a weird sort of valley ecosystem going on in that thing. Like <laughs> it must have been, it must have been like some Very weird strange. like acoustic, um, like echo thing where it, she could somehow hear him like, like he was fucking next way. to her. No, no, really weird. Um, and then he, he invites her into the. He brings down her sandwich and milk, 
And goes, oh, we should eat in the parlour. It's barely creepy in there and there's very few birds. Very few stuffed birds. There's so few uh, stuffed birds. I'm into there's actually a... So we should go eat in the parlour because there's a completely normal amount of stuffed birds mm. in there. Oh, you do taxidermy? Just birds? Just... That's Who weird. does... Yeah, taxidermy, weird enough. <laughs> Only birds. <laughs> no squirrels or like... He keeps them in the shot as well. Ferrets, nothing when, else. When Norman starts like monologuing, um, like especially when she mentions putting his mother in some place. Mm. He goes, people always call it some place. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he's just, uh, he is just unbelievable in this for me. Um, Anthony Perkins. There's also little moments, I thought it was because I'd seen it before, but I think you're like, you watching it for the first time, you're going to know when he reaches for the key for number four and then looks back and goes, Actually, number one. Number one, because I've got a hole to number one, so... Yeah. <laughs> no, number four, I've got to go all the way down to number three to be able to see through. Yeah, and I've got to make the hole while she's showering. There's <laughs> so, so much I've I can't be bothered. So uh, I'm, I'm prepped with one. <laughs> um, although I don't get... Right, that scene in the parlour, yeah, great. But also I don't understand why they're getting so philosophical over a sandwich and milk. Like... Such a deep, intense conversation that two pe- for two people that just met. There is a catalyst to it. It's either Norman asking um, where she's going mm. when she says something like looking for a private island, and then he takes he takes that very deeply. Yeah, too intense for two people who just met. You can't be like, oh, I was born in my trap. I don't mind it anymore. I don't know. You should mind it. I'm like. Oh, I, I do mind it. I just tell people I don't. I'm like, this is too deep for a first conversation. I don't know if I ever heard a conversation in... Where's the small talk? If I ever heard a conversation in 1960 between two strangers, I bet it would be fucking weird compared to what how people talk. I suppose, about. yeah. The way to, you know, like constant interaction with other people. You're just going to talk like whatever, aren't you? And plus, I mean, you know... Well, I don't he, think it's meant to be that realistic. <laughs> I know. Uh, like, it clearly isn't, but fucking hell. T- tone it down on the Shakespearean drama within four <laughs> seconds of meeting each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, there are lines that she says that pissed me off during that conversation. Uh, and, <laughs> a man should have a hobby. Shut the fuck up, Marion. Yeah, don't tell me what I <laughs> <Yeah>. kid. <laughs> there was one that annoyed me. Why don't you go away? All right, love. There's no need to be a dick. Yeah. True. I I dislike Marion a lot. <laughs> no, she, well, yeah, that is why um, first viewing, I wasn't aware when she dies. Yeah, I knew it was coming. There's a big shower scene, but it's forty minutes in. Also, I, I that assume, is revolutionary. Yeah, I assume Janet Lee was big, big star. Yeah, massive. Yeah, married to Tony Curtis. Yeah, and then big power couple. Yeah, ki- killed off within forty minutes. Forty minutes. Really good genius yeah that's how they obviously advertised it it's like how they advertised well they probably stole it from psycho they advertised scream that way drew, yeah, drew was on the poster twice she is the big face yeah and, and, then and she dies off in the first five minutes five minutes yeah that's clearly a rip but yeah yeah they've stolen it yeah of course yeah. but you know it that's that's, that's a thing genius mm. but it is also the book like but they the, killed her off killed her off early but to put in a a massive star. Yeah, I mean, you could have put in anyone if you were just following the book. I mean, what would the equivalent today be? Like, putting in fucking Margot Robbie as the main star of it. Yeah. And then... And then murdering her within five minutes and it's... And I don't and know... Think it, she's in the whole The film. guy who played Norman Bates, was he a big actor? 
Well, uh, Anthony Perkins, not before this, not big. Yeah. Um, this made him massive. Well, yeah, it would do. Completely typecast, and it also typecast Janet Lee after that. Mm. Um, they both did. Well, as a dick. <laughs> they both loved it. Loved to be typecast because uh, it was to do with this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, you can only play psychos, but we'll pay you loads. Yeah, He's fine, like, I'm, I'm good with it. He's in like four of them. There are what? sequels, by the way. Do I want to know that? Nope. <laughs> um, so, so then um, Marion goes off to her room um, after Norman's being terrifying and saying, I don't hate her. I hate what she's become. She's the mental one, not me. I'm like, dude, you are terrifying. They cluck their thick tongues and assume all so delicately. No one talks like that, Norman. Yeah. Norman, you got to tone it down <laughs> if you want people to not think you're a psycho, bruv. Yeah, well, to be fair, throughout the movie, his um, like poker face is dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Which I think it comes from he is obviously a complete psychopath, mm. but I think it's a psychopath who's lived in a very completely isolated. Yeah, isolated. So he's never been able to learn the mannerisms yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be completely normal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so really good. Um, Which is why it's good that he's called Norman. Yeah. Which is like normal man. Yeah, he's not normal. Um, he's nothing like a norm man. No. Um, so uh, Marion goes off to her room, goes to get in the shower. I think the real psycho is Marion for standing under a fucking shower before turning it on. That is mental. That shot is insane. Of the uh, shower head mm. pouring onto the camera. Not a single fucking drop gets on the lens. How do you do that? You do it by making a six foot wide shower head with a cone gap in the middle. Really? And then when you put it at a certain perspective, no water falls onto the camera, just surrounds it. Amazing. It's just a massive shower head for that. I think you only see that twice mm. and about a second a piece. That's too much effort. It's the perfect amount of it's, effort. It's great, <laughs> but then you go... Fucking hell, the amount of effort they had to put into Nightmare on Elm Street with no budget. Mm. This had barely any budget. And then, and then you go, let's spend loads of time on a six foot wide shower head for <laughs> one shot. <laughs> so unnecessary. The um, But yeah, she's mental for standing right underneath and then and turning the shower on. You, you deserve to be killed for that. And um, <laughs> she fully deserves what she got. And then... Um, <laughs> And then she got, and then uh, Norman comes in and stabs the living piss out of her. Although well, at the moment, at the time, it looks like the mum. Firstly, the when he's looking through the hole, Hitchcock is using a fifty millimeter lens, which is apparently the closest to our perspective. Right. So it look it drags us in. Right. Okay. You're watching her now. Have fun. Cheers. <laughs> also, yeah, this is why you feel a bit of guilt watching. It, it seems like very little time between when she gets into the shower and when she gets killed. Yeah, barely any. Has he got a third wig and a dress <laughs> somewhere in the parlor, or has he gone up to the house, got the wig and dress, and come back down? Yeah, he goes up to the house. He sits. That is so fast. Yeah. Has it like it shows him though? It shows him. He gets into the kitchen. He sits at the dining table, and. Uh, yeah, she must have been in there a while. Yeah, either she's well, having a proper like long minutes. shower 
Or he is pure Linford Christie going he, up there. He is definitely Linford Christie. He has absolute Usain bolted up there. Like a, like that bit before where she just turns up and is in the window and then suddenly on, on, on the front doorstep, like, it's within a matter of about four seconds and he's in his own clothes. Yeah. <laughs> he's speed, speed clothes changer and also the fastest sprinter on earth. The man's got talent. Um, <laughs> so she's been stabbed. Mm-hmm. Where's all the blood? Uh, it goes down the shower, doesn't it? A lot of it you see running. You don't see a lot of it running. No, but it's again nineteen sixty. No, I mean, you can't yeah, show that much. I blood. I don't think I saw any really. You see some running down the drain while she's getting stabbed. It'd be right, a quick shot. Yeah. the uh, The other thing was, yeah. Why did everyone before nineteen ninety eight die so fucking slowly? <laughs> yeah. That is iconic, her dragging the uh, shower curtain down with her and each like, yeah. hit hook pull it. Uh, that part, it but she's right. like, uh, like, he's done her about mm. 20 times with yeah. that knife. And then she's like, I'll slowly die. And like, <laughs> like as if it's a Shakespearean monologue she's about to bang out after being stabbed. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. chill out, mate, just die. What's great about it, though, is um, it goes from... She's done her backslide down the wall. She's fallen off on the bar. It zooms in on the drain. Yeah. Really slowly. And then her eye? And then it transitions to her iris. And it pulls out. She, I don't know how she's doing it. I she keeps it, her eye open for ages. For ages, they don't move a fucking inch. Like, nothing moves. You can see, I thought it was a photo for the first two times I watched it. And then, like, the third rewatch, I saw drips. So I was like, fuck, it's not a photo. She is that. That's a talent in itself to me. That's. Fucking I just insane. assume Hitchcock abused her until she did it. Well, prob- yeah, probably. Probably had a mm. gun to her over she moved. Um, I did notice as well. What like, there is no rush to get rid of that body, Norman. I don't know why you're rushing. You've already said no fucker comes here. Yeah. There's no one here. You'd still rush. <laughs> You've got time. But you'd want to get rid of a body. Yeah, I mean, get rid of the body. Well, but the off-chance, someone... He's, like, legging it about the place. I'm like, mate, you've got a minute. The tar pit. I think it's a tar pit. I assume it was a tar pit, because if it's, it's a lake, just... it's fucking tiny. And thick. And, and viscous. <laughs> or um, but they say swamp at one point, don't they? Yeah. But it just because of the black and white of it. It's not very big. It looks tarry. And right, it... you built a motel. <laughs> on a swamp. On a swamp. Or a tar pit. <laughs> that thing was... Five foot away from the back of the motel. And, and it's tiny. Tiny, but you can't fit a car in it. So. Yeah, it, oh yeah, it'd be easy as fuck to find a car in there though. Yeah. That, uh, so. They one, drag it out at the end. It's like, did they just go, ah, oh, let's right there. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, this, this swamp is small. Very shallow. And it's a big car. It's car shallow. <laughs> yeah, it's about it's the one size car of the deep. Car. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally on right of itself. <laughs> like, all he had to do is scrape away half an inch of swamp and went, That's Well, the there's bonnet. a car there. <laughs> um, the, um, although I didn't know how he cleaned up a brutal murder scene in four minutes with a dry mop and a towel. Yeah, that'll do it. He just, <laughs> he just sort of has a wipe on the walls and goes, Well, it's clean now. I'm like, How? What I said at the top of this episode was, what else is there to say? About, Lots. <laughs> about Alfred Hitchcock, though. Like, Fine. Who hasn't? Yeah. Um, do you know, so there's no point in me even saying this for the audience, but do you know 
who of what they used for the blood. No. Because it's black and white, and it's supposedly one of the reasons he decided to shoot it in black and white. Chocolate sauce. Okay. It did look good. I mean, it's hard to tell. Yeah, black it's and black and white. You use what you want. It did look good. You use some of that lake. I mean, I think blood back then was like fake blood and colour movies. Look, gas. So rich. Yeah. Like overly rich for blood. Yeah. <laughs> always like a. It al- or a lukewarm. Or like diluted red or something. It's yeah, it always looked quite um, like a bright red. Yeah. Yeah, um, just didn't look right. No, no, it didn't. Um, the and then um, soon afterwards, the private detective who um, come aghast, aghast, um, who talks briefly to Sam and also Marion's sister. I can't remember her name. I know it's Vera Miles, but I don't remember the character's name. Anyway, um, Marion's sister, and he's looking into Marion because she's nicked the bloke's money. And um, he ends up very quickly finding the base motel, even though... Lila. Lila, great. Um, he very quickly finds Bates motel um, and like pretty quickly goes, there's something wrong with this dude. Um, he also goes... He also talks about how Marion and Samuel were shagging. Does everyone know this? Because why are you going to a hotel if every fucker knows your secrets? He's well, like immediate. He spoke. He spoke to Sam and Lila yeah. first, so I guess he quite kind of got the yeah. He was like the scoop on you boning. Yeah, um, that's played by. Um, what colour was her bra? <laughs> well, at first, <laughs> <laughs> when she came out the bathroom, it was a black for someone. I don't know what the fuck she did in there. <laughs> yeah, something evil probably. <laughs> um. uh, played by um, Martin Balsam, who was in uh, Twelve Angry Men, but his performance in this is. Fucking great. Yeah. I ju- I'm in love with Detective Arbogast. So he he Sounds talks briefly to um, Norman and is clearly suspicious because Norman is very obvious um, about the fact that he's clearly done something. And um, Arbogast kind of um, has a quick call to Samuel and Lila and, and says, guys, I'm going to stick around here because this guy's clearly done something. The moment I know he's in danger is when he asks Norman, did you sleep with her? Because at the end, you get a, an explanation about how sexual this um, mm. this DID is, I guess it is, isn't it? I guess so. It's a, it's a dissociative thing. Um, and when he asks him that, I'm like, that's triggered mother. Mm. That's You could see it in his eyes. Like That's the moment mother livid. decides, you're gone, mate. Yeah. Don't talk, don't. Don't be. Don't yeah, talk about sexual things with my son. Because later on, Abagos goes. <coughs> well, not very later on, but Abagos goes up to um, the Bates house mm-hmm. uh, and goes in. The my st- favorite scene. He he goes up the stairs. Mm. The stairs scene genuinely made me jump. It's sixty-two years old. That made me it's fucking horrible, jump, isn't it? The nonchalant but quick walking up to Abergast and then stabbing at his face. Like, this is happening. This is is mental. That's how how he was stood. I went, oh, fuck. This is going to happen. It was so abrupt. So good. Really good. So horrible. It's the um, the, the door as well. The shots of the door and him climbing the stairs. The door's just slightly coming ajar. And then 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 all you get is a sort of almost an aerial shot of 
genius. Of the mum walking out and stabbing the piss out of his face. And I get how people perceive the fall down the stairs. I get it. Yeah, that was my only other note. Is um, But it also looks kind of good. It doesn't. It, um, <laughs> it looks stupid. It looks, he doesn't do it great. But that's like a green screen behind him. Yeah, and also, green that's not how people fall down no, the stairs. Martin Balsam did not do a good job in that scene, but the effects, visual effects of it, like, that yeah. actually looked like he was going down the stairs. Yeah. He didn't. No, and... But the, the, the camera movement and... Yeah, I guess, did, but... That, it just, I was so impressed. The whole, that whole bit took me well it's, out of it. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he milks his death like a goat. Yeah. But and, no, wow, Hitchcock clearly let, let that in. Yeah. So that was good enough for him. Which sure. is bizarre. However, <laughs> the mother... For a perfectionist. Legging it down the stairs to stab him some more. As he reaches the bottom of the stairs, she's gone down there like a flash. Mm. Because he's fallen down there. It's it's, like like proper, proper fucking well over the top acting. Yeah. But he's gone down the stairs. She's down there in a flash, mm. stabbing him some more. Yeah, yeah. It's scary as shit. Like, that and the shower scene, imagine watching... Like, I know I said it about um, Rosemary's Baby, that yeah. I don't think in... If I was there in 1968, at this point of my life, I would find that scary. Hmm. If I was to watch Psycho at my age in 1960, shit myself. I'd have pissed my pants. <laughs> there I, so it many already made me jump yeah. in at least two places really? where I went, fucking hell... Great. And they're 62 years old. That's what I mean. Can you imagine being like, I don't know, uh, an 18-year-old watching that in mm. the cinema in 1960? Um, especially when he, yeah, it's, it hits the bottom of the stairs and just starts plunging the knife into yeah. him. You would have never seen anything like that mm. in movies. Until even now, and I've seen a lot of horror movies, even now, watching... Norman's mother come out of that room so quickly and nonchalantly, mm. like quickly and calmly, yeah, and stab at so Abigail's face and so short. Oh, yeah, really and so creepy. abrupt. I was like, Whoa, all right, brilliant, really good. Um, also does that aerial shot later on when um, he is trying to convince his air quote mother, yeah, um. To go to the basement, and she's like, "Get away from me, bye." Yeah. Um, the shot it just stays outside the room. Yeah, and gotcha. curls up to a bird's eye view. That's where you watch because, like, you don't want to see her because you don't want to know it's a skeleton at that point. Yeah. But just that, that oh, it's insane that kind of camera movement. He does it earlier on with Norman. No, maybe it's later on, where Norman's just stood next to the lake or swamp or whatever it is. And just like is looking over his own shoulder and does this dolly shot around the motel and just hits on him. I was like, this is 1960, Alfred. Calm down. <laughs> they won't be doing that for another 50 years. <laughs> yeah, um... That's an over-exaggeration. But... And then uh, sort of Samuel and Lily um, go off to the police and are like, this guy's dead and all. Um, <laughs> someone's got to be looking into this and um, who's that buried out in Green Hill Cemetery the twist that the mum is dead great is dropped so casually it's so good yeah really I good stuff that. Um, that scene's great and it's just lit beautifully especially that shot where he says who's that buried out and it's mm. like just like sort of underlighting or something 
like but delicately. Um, I, but yeah, have, that was, I did look up the cinematographer, but I can't find his name now. But it's really good stuff. The way that just gets dropped in, like, no, his mum's dead. Great detail again. Really good, like really, really good. If you, if you, because at that point, I mean, I kind of knew because I knew about the film. But yeah, if I didn't, yeah. if I didn't know, if that I, would have I melted my like, brain. That would have been like, what? Do you know how they kind of got around it or attempted to get around it at least was. Um, the book was released like the year before or something. Okay. It was as soon as um, Alfred Hitchcock tried to buy most of the copies in the United States in order for people to not know that twist. <laughs> and the, I don't know if that's a dick move to the author or if he's like, well, fine, I mean, I sold well, the he, copies. Yeah, he had already bought the rights off of him. But yeah, he would still be getting money. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah well, well, he's still... Got the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no no one then read the book, so... Yeah, I suppose they probably read it after. It's quite a bit different. Yeah, probably read it after and Maybe. still good. Hopefully. I tried reading it, I couldn't do it. It's mm, too different right. to this. Um, Yeah, really good. Um, And so Marion and Samuel take it upon themselves to go off to Bates Motel to find out more. A lot of tension when, Mar- uh, when Lily and... Um, Samuel were like poking around at the motel. Mm. My arsehole was squeezed tight. Really? I was like, I was like oh, what's going to fucking happen here? Because I, I don't know. You don't know the details of I don't this know moment. the details of them. I don't know if they die. I had no idea. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen the film. I didn't know anything about she, them. She, Vera Miles, comes back in Psycho 2 and it's set in like 1985 or something. It's bizarre. No, 1980? It's shit. Um, mm. And it's about her daughter and starts to like feel sorry for Norman Bates after he's out of prison and gets a bit involved. He gets out, does he? Sure. I mean, they definitely let him out. He was 20 years. They would not have let him out. Um, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. You're probably right. 83. So there you go, poking around the house as well. Um, the bit with the indentation of the mum in the bed. Rank. Proper rank. Remind me of... Um... As is... Her ropey bedroom, anyway. That's a Simpsons thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Maud. that was. It did immediately remind me of. Um, That's a psycho Maud. reference. Yeah, That's I didn't so know grim. that was a psycho reference because I hadn't seen Psycho, but so I've obviously gross. seen that, and I went, "Is that where the Simpsons got that?" <laughs> it definitely must be because they 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 fill of that shit, aren't they? So weird. Old movie references. Um, nor- <laughs> and then um, Norman and Sam's fight. Is proper shit. Are <laughs> like, you joking? What is Sam trying to fucking do? I don't know, but what fucking... Um... Not, 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 not the one at the very end. There's a bit before that, isn't there? What, downstairs? Yeah. No, no, no not, in the, not no, in the basement. Not in the basement. Okay. Yeah, the one okay. before it. About to flip. So there's <laughs> No, no, no. I'll get to that. The, the one before it, Sam and Norman are having a bit of a fight. Yeah. Wank. They, oh, the argument. Yeah, and they they like sort of grapple a little bit. Oh right, I see what you mean in the in the reception. Yeah, look, gash. Like, yeah. oh yeah. What look, are you trying to do to that it? That kind of shit always looks bad back then. I mean, it looked like Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to do to each other. <laughs> no, no. What's Sam trying to do there? I mean, fucking hell, punch the guy. But the the fight down in the basement. Right. So Anthony Perkins writhing again. 
Never seen anything like it since. Well, or before the so the double twist of the mum being a proper corpse, and then so the bulb, the bulb, yes, genius. But Norman's face as he runs in with that knife is terrifying. I'm mother. <laughs> he he just runs in and he goes. And and like his face, I can't do it. The scream, the scream, and his facial expression. I can't do the facial expression. It's too good. Mm. It is fucking terrifying. Genuinely. Um, and that was a bit where I I I went a bit cold. I went, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. Because his face, he was just like almost like, I I am so in pain yeah. to kill you. Like I have to kill you so much. Yeah. I'm so fucked off with the fact that you've just touched my dead mum. Really scary in all honesty. Um, The face he does as he as he comes in with the knife, mental. Yeah. Um, But his struggle, his struggle, but it's a struggle and just like him just going all out. Yeah, and and just breaking to bits, just like breaking to bits, just tensing his body up. The the face he's doing. No, no, no! I have to kill her. Yeah, it's fucking mad. Yeah. I don't um, know. I don't know how. Like, genuinely, don't know how this was released. Yeah, the like the the last bits with the <laughs> the kind of explanations pretty good, and then yeah, the like last that, shot yeah. with his face, real, it's, real good. It's the um, her name. There's three different people that play the voice of Norma Bates in this movie. Okay. So when it's like, get away from me, bye. That's someone else. But the one at the end is Virginia Gregg. Her name is, and it is unfucking real. Mm. Um. Just how how again in nineteen sixty it's all so uh loud and just uh big in terms of facial expressions and 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 movements mm. and especially voices it was always just so much mm. it was like that's not how people talk she's doing it like this mm. she's doing it like Dennis Reynolds <laughs> he wants to get into another man's skin it's horrible yeah like uh, and it's just for its time is. Mind blowing, really good, best performance. Uh, could I ask you who you think the worst is first? Uh, I would say it's definitely Sam. <laughs> yeah. There, to... uh, no, it's a uh, pervy guy in cowboy hat, followed by Sam. As in worst actor. Yeah, worst yeah, performance. You're probably right, but what's annoying about Sam is is he's always had that person. He's got Cary Grant in things like North by Northwest. He's got um, uh, what people you know, who are good looking but fine. They all look the exact fucking same <laughs> though. Um, Robert Cummins and Saboteur, like he's always. This guy's called John Gavin. He's always got a guy that looks like that. Mm. It's so boring and it's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, best performance though. Oh yeah, right. Um, it's got to be the obvious. It's Norman. <laughs> fucking incredible. The the expressions, the stutters when. Um, He's getting caught out by uh, the private detective. Just great stuff. Like, yeah, really he good. starts to um, stutter. Starts, yeah, unravel a but little bit. But it's like, he does it like twice and then doesn't really do it again. Yeah. Like, it doesn't overdo it. The beautiful thing about it is is this, the, most of it is just Anthony Perkins's choices. Mm. He was just given, him and Janet Lee were just given free range to, which is odd for this control freak, um, was just... Yeah, give him free range to just add little bits. So it was his idea for him to be eating um, candy corn the entire time. 
he's always eating some uh, candy out of a bag, and it just makes him seem so casual when he tur- when the investigator turns up. Mm. Like you, st- you, you always look casual when you're eating. There's no way not to. Mm. Um, uh, it's just little choices like that is just yeah incredible to me. Biggest shit my pants moment. Um, stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Top of the stairs. Private detective being killed. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just abrupt and mental. Beautiful stuff. Um, but my creepiest shot. Yes. Actually, what's yours? Probably the mum corpse. Um, I've said there the... are a few creepy, intense ones in the last fifteen minutes, though. You know, yeah. um, Lily going through a room and things like that. They were quite tense. Mm. Um, like them getting around the motel and stuff like that. I thought yeah. I thought there was a few sort of creepy shots, but yeah, probably the mum corpse. Yeah, because there's what's great about why I love Hitchcock is he started in silent movies, therefore he can just know how to tell a story with just images, which is mm. why there's so much in this movie where it's just big yeah. silence, but a lot of shit is being told to you. Yeah. Um, like, and, and effects like that, um, just someone hits a, a, a loose hanging bulb and then it just starts making shadows move all throughout the room mm. while this happens. It just, what a fucking scene. Uh, right. uh, but my, my scary yeah, creepiest shot was the figure behind the shower curtain it never fails as it just gradually comes into mm. you can see a clear outline of the figure is I'm just like fuck Janet Lee didn't uh, only had baths after this movie I mean, never had a shower <laughs> unless he's going to be turning up well it was it, she said it was to do with how vulnerable women can be in this what what this movie was trying to say and I was like I think it's just a mental movie I don't think he was trying to say anything yeah I don't think Hitchcock has a feminine stance to be honest so big time new so score from one to Hungarian Poolash <laughs> that might be your best one thanks <laughs> three I've gone five fair but by modern standards it's not shit yourself scary no but for a 62-year-old film, it had a few bits in it where I was genuinely like, fucking hell. Yeah. Which is surprising. I don't know whether I like it so much because I'm just so impressed that it's got such legs mm. as a film from 1960. Like you say, it's 62 years old. Yeah. Why is it still so fucking good? I mean, I gave it five because great film and not a terrible scare fest. No. Not terrible. Not terrible. No, no, there, no. There are worse modern films. Yeah. For in terms of being scary, yeah, there was well, there was one film we did before. I can't remember what it was. It was it had a couple of oof bits in it, but I gave it like a one. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the second film this week um, is two thousand and seven's Funny Games. So we watched the uh, American remake of the original Austrian film. I looked up, actually, it's, it's Austrian. I, I think last week I said it was Danish. It's, it's Austrian. Yeah, it's Michael Haneke, yeah. Yeah. He's Austrian, yeah. Um, and it's a shot-for-shot remake of the uh, Austrian film, but he did it. Um, so the the original director did it, and I guess it's to make it more accessible to a wider audience. Yeah, he he apparently made it the remake because he always thought it was a film for American people. Mm. I don't know if he's saying that because it's got violence in it yeah um, but like do you know how disliked this movie is I don't understand why Very. this this to me <laughs> is top tier it's good shit 
I love this film as a horror film. I think it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, Just and, an entirely different. Yeah, it's it's in a very different way. It's not loads of jump scares, but it is rough. It is rough. Um, and I I I put it right up there. But they they. Usually it's nothing to do... Those scores are obviously nothing to do with the... It's just the quality of the movie. Which it's I, still a really good movie. It's a good movie. Um, I so, Funny Games is the, is the story of uh, a family and George and... I guess George, George. Jr. But George. they refer to him as George or Georgie. George, yeah. um, who oh, go up to their vacation house, I guess. Super rich. Um... I'm judging that by from my standards. They have a massive vacation house and a yachting boat, so it must be real rich. And do you know what they're doing in the beginning? No. Playing a game. Yeah, they're playing a game of Guess, Guess the, the Opera. opera. Yeah. Fucking douches. Yeah, I I put this family is so up their own ass. Like, um, yeah, like at the beginning, I was kind of like, I don't care what happens to you. <laughs> and yeah. then what happens to them? I'm like, no one deserves. No one deserves them. <laughs> Um, the opening credits, so the the actual opening credits Genius. go on for ages. Yeah. Like the as in who's who's in it. And yeah, I'm like yeah, fucking yeah. hell, this goes on for ages. And like it's a good minute. I looked, it was a good minute long, just names coming up Sounds in good. silence. And then you start with the opera, mm-hmm. and their family are driving up to their vacation house and doing guess the opera and in I, the car. I thought he was doing fuck them. <laughs> but, I thought he was doing that because what's about to happen to them he's trying to make them seem as high class and yeah sure superior almost or think they are yeah as possible just so it's more horrendous when this thing happens they're not used to this anything yeah. like this and then you get the jump which is Sludge the metal. yeah the, <laughs> the fucking loud um sludge metal that is um played over their serenely happy faces yeah, they're like, yeah. as they're still driving because they're still listening to opera yeah. but all we've got is funny games that it fills the screen doesn't it which i love yeah like, and um yeah you can't see behind it, it incredible um made me jump really badly but again it, even though i knew it was happening yeah um for sure so i've seen this film a couple of times and it is one of my favorite horror films um i love it and then they, they, they're driving up to their um, kind of lake house. They um, stop at their next door neighbour's gate at Fred's gate. On a rewatch, that is horrendous. Really <laughs> fucking rough. On first watch, you won't necessarily know why it's horrible. I don't think I picked it up on my second. And then you watch it again, you're like, oh my God, that's horrible. Yeah. Because... Um, through the gate, you can just about make out. You've got Fred and his wife, I want to say Eve, um, and they seem... Uh, and um, George and Anne are trying to have a conversation with them through the gate. And you can tell um, they're acting off. And they're acting off. And in hind- you know, with the hindsight of having watched it already, it's rough. Because there's two is... men in like, white and... Yeah. Uh, uh, white and they've got golf clubs. Got gold clubs, and they've got their back to yeah to Naomi Watts yeah um, and and like they don't turn around at all. They don't turn around. They're so just immediately yeah. Second rewatch, you go yeah. Why aren't are. you turning around? <laughs> um, Fred seems nervous, and it's obvious something's wrong. Georgie picks up on it, little Georgie, and Anne does, and she says, "What's up with them?" 
Um, and every shot in that, in the early bit, is just slightly off. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the shot of where they get into the house. They're unloading groceries. They're, uh, you know, they're um, trying to sort shit out. And every shot is just a little bit off. You can't quite see anything, or it's just of a leg, or, or like as he's getting ready, or it's just of a very impersonal. Yeah, uh, and it's it just adds to something doesn't feel right, and like as a description of the film, it's hard to describe, but it is just all uneasy. Something's wrong all the time. The whole time, yeah. But like even I imagine on the first rewatch, there was just an uneasiness to my to my mood watching yeah. that neighbour scene. Like, yeah, the, I didn't understand why. That's the thing. But you, they were just like... You don't understand yeah, why it's a bit well, uneasy. I'll be over in 20 minutes. Yeah. Because he's waiting for a, a nod or a go-ahead from these guys. Is it okay if I go over there in 20 minutes? Yeah, he's like, yeah, that'll work with our plan. Yeah. So, yes, I, I, I agree that you are allowed to do that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, and then you get Paul... Um, at the gate with Fred. So they've asked Fred to come over and help out getting the boat into the lake. Did not remember them turning up so quick. Yeah. Um, Paul turned... Paul, so the two boys are Paul and Peter. Or Tom and Jerry. Or Tom and Jerry. Or Paul and Tubbs. And, Beavis um, and Butthead at one point. Beavis and Butthead at one point. Um, the dog hates Paul. And it's like an early indication of there's something wrong with Paul. Yeah, that that bit where he's out on the boat, and the dog is just won't stop barking, and then it does. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I I am gonna get to that. But the the dog's going mental at Paul, and it you don't know why, but you're like, why does that dog hate Paul? Yeah, it's horrible. And then Georgie um goes oh uh, and then later on you know they've got the they've got the boat in uh, into the water it's at the dock and they're just like um they're doing some stuff to it you know putting on the boom and whatnot and um and georgie goes oh why was uncle fred behaving so strangely mate you don't want to know you, you do, do not know. want to know kid no um know. and then you've got kind of um You've got Anne, played by Naomi Watts. She's pottering around the kitchen, talking on the phone to somebody. The shot where um, you suddenly see Georgie in the doorway, looking worriedly at the back door while his mum's on the phone. Again, rough. He's just stood there. What does he see? He's not there. Peter? Yeah, he's, he, he can see Peter and he's just like, what, what are you doing? And but he doesn't say anything. He just sort of stands there, and looks worried. Yeah. Again, rough. Um, the thing is, at the beginning, they've introduced themselves as friends of their neighbours. Yeah. So their entry into the house is piss easy. Yeah. They just have to come in as if they're just a bit, you know, like all right. Yeah. So like you'd be like, okay, dude, like you could just wait outside and ask to come in. Yeah. But okay, you're in here now, so we'll, yeah. we'll talk. Yeah, and exactly. And then they're just like. Pete, they and, don't and all Peter know. does is very see politely you. ask for four eggs mm-hmm. for Eve next door. Yeah. But he... Even that is tense. Yeah. Which is interesting, though, watching it again as a rewatch, mm. is he is very uneasy in that scene. Yeah. Because this is the crucial moment to get 
the plan underway. Yeah. All the rest is easy. Once you've once you you're know, in, once you've disabled them, basically one of them and tied the other one up, that's fine. Yeah. Once you're in, you've got the power. But the bit beforehand is, and he's super can I get in it. the door on his own? Yeah. While he's trying to get the eggs. Yeah, because it seems like so Paul is the one with the real power. Peter yeah. is following. Yeah, he's got the remote control. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking hell, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, and Peter comes in, asks for four eggs. Everything's really suspicious. She's sort of suspicious straight away. It's like, okay. And the way he looks around while she's getting cloths, Paul does the same thing when he comes in. He's just sort of looking around corners and, and looking oh, yeah, around the downstairs. Oh, yeah, he's and crannies, just trying to figure out the house. Figure out the house. Yeah. Is there anyone else here? Is there anyone I didn't notice before? Because he asks about the neighbours when they visit the dock, don't yep. he? He's like, oh, the one with the red dock. Yeah, really nice. And yeah. he remembers where that is, yeah. which is the people that he sees in the end. Yeah. Um, and... Being such a teaser. And, and then just ha- <laughs> happens to break the eggs and happens to break her phone. Yes, that was beautiful. Incredible. Just like, oh. Oh, shit. I've nice dropped touch. a phone uh, in the sink and so now good. it's fucked. Um, and then straight after that, he leaves with four eggs in the carton. Mm. She she takes some more eggs out. He leaves with four eggs in the carton. Drops them. Doesn't show that he's dropped them. No. All you get is both boys now in the house. Peter yeah. and Paul. As, both as he in drops the house. them, he enters. Just like as almost if like a sneaks in during the commotion. I've dropped it. Oh, right, I'm dropping these, and that's your cue to come. Yeah, in. basically. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it doesn't show him enter the house. This is no, suddenly a shot. He's of him just now. there. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that both of them are in there straight after is like, horrible. Oh. <laughs> and it, again, you don't know why it's so tense. You just know it feels off. Yeah, it's just it's because it's weird behaviour. Yeah, to just well, enter the house. There's weird behaviour like. Anne says, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry the dog scared you. Uh, scared you." And Peter goes, "Yeah, yeah, that was odd." Why is that like, so tense? It's, it's just not normal behaviour, just slightly. It's because during the whole movie they are just pushing them to snap and be rude to them. Yeah. So it gives them an in. Yeah. Like at the beginning, they are just being so off and so rude. It's like, give me four eggs, four yeah. more eggs now. I I I, I, need, I need the four more eggs because he asked, asked for, for the them, eggs. And you said yeah, I could have them. So yeah. So why I, why are the eggs not in why, my hand? Why yeah, Why do I not have eggs in my hand? Um, and it's almost <laughs> like it's the film equivalent of somebody looking slightly to the right of your head. Yeah. <laughs> when they're talking to or you, because you're just like your forehead. yeah, oh, oh, you just your like. Story. Something's wrong, but I don't know what it yeah, is. What the fuck wrong. is up? Um, uh, I didn't realise there was such an early flea bag in this. As in, yeah, the th- uh, the fourth wall, right yeah. at the beginning. The I had to pause it quite a few times in the first sort of half an hour, forty minutes, because it's so uncomfortable to watch. It's exhausting, isn't it? Um, the dog yelping and then going quiet, which is what you mentioned before, is so bad. Grim. Um, because he he asks to use the driver, doesn't he? He's like, oh, can I? That's a beautiful set of golf clubs. Can I test out this driver? And she's like, yeah, okay. Almost thinking, yeah, fine. If it will stop this fucking yeah, interaction, if you do it, and then you can fucking leave. Yeah, and then, then can yeah. you fuck off? Um, and then the dog yelps, and then goes quiet after it's been barking yeah. so much because it hates Paul so bad. Yeah. Followed by, uh, so that the um. Uh, George and Georgie come up and 
Peter, um, Paul comes in and says, where's Tom? Mm. And you can just sort of see Anne's face go, and go, what? Tom, I thought it was Peter. They're making them feel like they're going mad at the beginning. Yeah. Like, she is just, like, so frustrated. Like, I don't know how I don't know what on, I want you to leave. And Why I don't know what leave? is going on. Yeah. Why won't you go? Um, it It's so, it's little... Almost imperceptible things, like it's just making you feel a bit uncomfortable. Even that bit, where's Tom? Hold on, wasn't it Peter a minute ago? That's uncomfortable. If you go into this, I think the film would blow people's minds if they go into it completely cold. Yeah. If you don't know any, you never saw a trailer or anything, this just happens in front of you. It would. It's like, what is this film? (laughs) Um, And then Anne's like at the end of her rope, she's just like, right. She says to George, can you George get these fuckers out of here? Very quickly. <laughs> but yeah. not really, because they are real big cunts to him. Yeah, um, and, and he sort of comes in and goes, All right, I don't know what's going on. My wife's having a go. I, no, I'll try and be nice about it. Can, can just, you go, actually, guys? Um, they're like, no, 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 we need the eggs. Give like, me the what? fucking eggs. <laughs> and he, so he slaps Paul. Weird. <laughs> yeah, he slaps Paul, and then Paul goes... Um, shouldn't have done that. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Turns around, breaks his leg with a golf club. Yeah, and that's that, done for the movie basically. And yeah. then that is at the point where they just rev it, and it they're like, turns. "Right, now it's fucking. Now it is going." It turns so quickly. Yeah, and it turns from it's a little bit weird that you're still in this house to okay, now you're in this house. Now, now we're in danger. Yeah. And it goes from this is weird to we are in danger in a split second. Because they say it's about the eggs. Like it's all not this, about the eggs. All this over four eggs. It's about Yeah. They have it's just they force them to be rude to them. Yeah. They force them to react that way and then they punish them. Mm. Apparently this is one connection for it to Hitchcock is it is based on Leopold and Loeb. You know, they're okay. from 1924. Those two, because he made a uh, Hitchcock made a film called Rope, which was right. based on the idea that these two people think that they are so intellectually above the the cattle below that they can just toy with them. Yeah, and because that that is what this is. Yeah. They are just toying with this family. Yeah. And at one point, fairly early on, George says, "Why are you doing this?" Mm. And Paul just looks at him and goes, "Why not?" Yeah, pretty much. Horrible. It's just anarchy. Fucking Anarchists. horrible. Yeah. And then, and then um, one of my favourite scenes is um, Paul bringing out the golf ball and dropping it on the floor. And he goes, um, you know, why is this important? He goes, why is it important that I've got a golf ball? And like Peter's sort of slowly explaining. He's like, because... Uh, you didn't hit it. He goes, that's right, I didn't hit it. And why was I going to hit it? It's like, you were going to test out the golf club. And why didn't I hit it? Because you tested it on something else. (laughs) And then Anne clocks it and she goes, where's the dog? Yeah. And he he then plays a hot and cold game with her so that she finds the dog. That's horrendous. Opens up the boot of the car and the dog flops out dead. Yeah. Fucking horrible. That, 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 
I look like a real dog. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. And then he, <laughs> and then Paul keeps switching Peter and Tom. Mm-hmm. It's very jarring. And then the real torture starts. And yeah. it is an incredible progression. But the thing is, right, can I read... There's a case. This is what I was going to talk to you about earlier. Yeah, go on. So there's a guy I follow on Letterboxd yeah. who I agree with a lot of his reviews on films. When I looked at his Funny Games one, one star. He's wrong. Let me just read you the first paragraph. Go it's going to make your blood boil. <laughs> I'm already annoyed. Um, first one was lazy and poorly conceived. The remake is a 98 psycho thing, but with a presumably bigger budget. Shot on Richard Stock and lushed up through the DI with English-speaking actors doing more conventional US-type acting and a few extra shots added, which makes it, lo and behold, nothing more than a common torture porn movie. So I don't believe that's true. Have you seen Hostel? Yeah. <laughs> that Hostel is torture porn. Saw sequels. Yeah, gore for the sake of it. Yeah, they're gore for the sake of it. This doesn't this have is, a whole load of gore. It's like three moments of gore. When yeah. the guy gets blasted against the wall, when the kid... Like, you don't actually see that. Uh, you don't see Tim Roth get shot. No. Um, and the golf club to the knee, that is it. And even then, you barely see the golf club to the no, knee. yeah. And totally. this is not... Torture porn. This is not torture porn. It's fucking so... Human centipede is exactly. torture porn. There is a lot of torture porn available. Yes. This, I guess you could call... Psychological, psychological torture porn, which is a lot more interesting. So different. And... This film is just two hours of dread. It is unease and dread the whole film. The fourth wall break and the bet of whether they're that going to... That should ruin it. Yeah. Should. It doesn't. No. It doesn't at all. at all. But it really should. He flea bags it twice. Twice in the whole film. It's not constant wall breaks. Well, there's also the last shot, which yes, I didn't right. hate as well. Yeah. I should hate that. Um, well, it was, a, it was a psycho thing, wasn't it? I think it's a, like homage. Oh, no. Um, uh, the bet of whether or not, and he's a really casual, and they're being quite fun about it, bet on whether or not the three people will live till 12 <laughs> hours later. There is a maybe nine-year-old kid sat in the middle mm. who is terrified. Oh, he's amazing. That kid is fucking incredible, and I think he might be my shout-out for best performance. And he's got to be like... He's young. How old is he now? And from looking at him, I think it was the only film he did. Shit. Well, Deserved the, more. The photo that came up when I was watching it, because it comes up with the cast and their photos, it was him like. Oh, right. In his 30s or oh, something. Oh, may, maybe he did Not, do well, some more 30s, stuff. Late 20s. <laughs> may, maybe he did do some more stuff, but it seemed to me that that was the thing he was best known for. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the. Um, and then uh, they kind of slowly torture you know they they make Anne undress in front of everyone just so that he can prove to um, Peter rolls. that she hasn't got any jelly rolls but really he's just I hate that they say he's no, just trying know. to break her he's just trying to break this family for the sake of doing it yeah like he gets the husband to tell her to yeah. get naked in front of him that's why um, he, at the end he says please forgive me yeah well, near the end, anyway. Um, yeah, and, and she... they put the bag over Georgie's head and keep pulling at his hair. His squeals are really rank. Rancid. And really rank. He's just in that pillowcase. Yeah. That whole time, I was like, yeah. 
Is this kid okay? <laughs> yeah. It's really, really horrible yeah, what they're doing to that fucking kid. Yeah. Um, soon after that, Georgie runs away. Yes. And, and then it gets pretty, pretty horror. Yeah. Esque. Well, you you get the like the shot. Oh, yeah. You get the shot where he's managed to get to Fred's, but you can just see Paul slowly coming Comes up through from the a hedge, distance, he? and he's just really calmly walking up. And then so it kind of jogs for a bit. Yeah. But yeah. And then the, um, and then he kind of gets him in the house. It's like the other, very calmly. It's the is it the neighbor's house. Yeah, it's Fred's house, Fred yeah. and Eve's house, because Georgie finds them. They're they're on the floor and they've been yeah. killed. Yeah, which his reaction to is just yeah. How is this kid doing that? The the kid's Very amazing. Impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole bit is like he is Michael Myers. In that, yeah, in that yeah, house. it's quite similar. Yeah, because yeah. there are just shots of like lights going off, long shots showing the landing and the stairway, mm. um, and then he sees a shotgun, and I'm like, kid, come on. He hasn't left that. No, yeah, there is it. no, there is no way that it just happens to be there. It, it's I know all of young. that. <laughs> it, well, it's a lot of that in the film as well. It's a lot of dread. It's a lot of unease, but it is also little crumbs left out of hope, mm. which oh, then they yeah. can just smash away. Yeah, which mm. is just amazing. Yeah. Um, the so you don't see Georgie die. You do see, you do see just before it. They've got the gun. They've got it because Georgie didn't know how to use it, mm. and um, Paul's taken it off him while Peter's in the kitchen getting stuff to make a sandwich. Yeah, and you can and hear the whole time it, it, after the blast. It, it's Paul getting a sandwich and Peter's killed him. Yes, that's it. Yeah, um, but it's after the blast. It la- it stays on him for a good number fifteen seconds. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, get into the other fucking who, room. Who is so he I killed? Know, yeah, who he's killed, or if he has killed anyone. And and then you see the blood on the TV. Jesus. And then you just see George's legs next to it. Don't see his head. Don't see his head. You just see his legs. So and the it's such a slow <laughs> scene with Georgie on the floor after he's being shot, and it is harrowing. Well, yeah, she realizes. Like, I need to get that television off after they both leave. Yeah, which they just basically like, yeah, we're done. We'll see you later. They've just left and a they've really left. excited NASCAR commentary yeah. on the TV, which is just so ne- so inappropriate yeah. to watch. Yeah, exactly. So, just next to her son's corpse. Yeah. She's um, having to mourn next to that thing. Yeah. And it is harrowing. Yeah. While she's tied up Everything and her husband has been like bashed about. That change, it obviously changes the tone of the movie yeah. in terms of those two characters completely after that moment because it yeah. is all, all you're thinking about is they are having to do these things while also mourning their... Yeah, while also their son's dead in the next room. But like all, they, they're trying, all they've done is gone into survival mode. Yeah. And they're just trying to survive. Like Naomi walks afterwards. Um, she just closes the door to the lounge once they're out. And the, uh, oh, yeah, and breaks into tears. And then just pukes into her. Oh, hand. yeah, she pukes into yeah. her hand, yeah. And it's just like, even the light has to, I just have to close, because they've been out there a while. She just yeah. goes, she goes, I've got to close that door, pukes into her hand, and then goes, why. Okay. Goes, Fuck me, this yeah. film is horrendous. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal on the mind. Um, and then, <laughs> and so she goes to get help, and... There's a car in the distance. She sort of flags it down. And then you go back to Tim Roth, um, George in the house. And all you see is the fucking golf ball. Yeah. 
roll across and you go fuck wonder how many takes it took him because that golf ball land bang in the middle of that fight. yeah um, yeah that that is incredible but the fucking golf ball you just go player one shit level two yeah exactly it's like oh fuck it hasn't ended and they just come back in with her and just like yeah we were only joking well because that's the thing on the road the first car she has to hide because she's like it could be them uh, and therefore gets out of the way and yeah. visible on the road too late and then the second one she goes oh fuck it it probably won't be and it is and it fucking <laughs> is um, the so um, then you get them sort of torturing them a little bit more and which one who how are you going to Diane and then she shoots um Peter against the wall yeah. with the shotgun and then Paul just rewinds it yep rewinds with the remote to, uh, almost like it was in her head to yeah right after her little prayer yeah and it goes back it does his speech again it's the same take but instead of when she reaches for the gun, he gets to it. Yeah. It's just mental. Mental? I don't... All conventions in this film are gone. Yeah. And that's why it's so interesting. Yeah, exactly. It, that it's, yes, it could be a realism, you know, um, psychological torture film, but if you then there's little that, bits like that. If you don't want that, it would be probably an annoying film to watch. It probably yeah. looks quite lame. I yeah. Imagine. But, like, I'm fascinated by that and I'm fascinated by just how fucking nihilistic it is. It yeah. just goes, all hope is Yeah, that's gone. the thing. It just leaves out little crumbs of hope and then goes, not really. It's when you get to... And then you go to eat them and you go, oh, it's rubber. Like, it's, like, it's, it's not... <laughs> nothing in it is is what you want it to be. After the husband's dead and they're leaning her onto the boat, the, I, I was just sat, sat there like, fuck me, this is... This brutal. dire. Um, it really is. It's is just dark. hopeless. Um, and so they they shoot um, George. Very little care about it. Just oh, now we're going to kill George. You can come with us. Um, they pr- sort of prop her up on the boat and are, are sailing off. And they're just talking. They're just talking it's about weird, um, like black holes and shit. And yeah. or they, they I, I think reality, they're talking about something. Reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. The nonchalance. Well, it's about whether reality, uh, fiction is reality. Yeah. Because it's being written or it's being filmed. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh, it's, it, is, it, it is and it isn't. Yeah. It is both, really. Yeah. Because it is happening, but it is also constructed. So it, I don't think it counts. Bit of um, um, But that is obviously them commenting on the entire movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I, that review also mentioned, like, if you have to explain it at the end, you didn't do a good job conveying it in the actual movie. And I'm it's like, not that. I think they did a fine job conveying it. Yeah. They were just like, I don't know if it's a summing up or it's a. I don't know what it is, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I didn't hate it. No, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> um, the nonchalance of Anne's death. He just sort of kisses her on the head and then goes and then pushes off the back of the boat and then just says. Um, uh, he goes again. Peter goes. What'd you do that for? She still had an hour left. Oh yeah, it's really hard to to sail that way. Yeah, it's hard to sail while she was there. So I ended up. Yeah, so we just <laughs> ended her life. And also, do you know what? I was getting a bit hungry. And they both both start laughing. Yeah, it's like, oh, do you, do you know what? I was getting a bit hungry, so I thought I'd just kill the person. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just want to get they want to get out, out of the way and get on with it. And yeah. They want to get to the next place. And then turns up to the next house, which and was... which which was, oh, I saw you earlier at the yeah. dock with yeah. Anne. 
She wants it's some like, eggs. She wants some eggs. And it just starts again. Her. And then you get the musical jump scare again. Yeah. Uh, but that's just after his, yeah, Norman Bates stare down the camera and go, yeah, yeah it's happening. Oh, I'm going to do it again, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah. I'm totally doing this again. Yeah, he just sort of looks this down the camera. He's do. like, "Yeah, when do you sleep?" Oh no, <laughs> they just ne- they just never do. Never eat, uh, apart from fucking Peter well, eating a pack of ham. Um, right. So, best performance. I think it's. I think it's Michael Pitt. Paul. Yeah, Michael Tom, Pitt. Butthead. Yeah. What fucking ever. <laughs> no wait. Tom's Peter, isn't he? The younger one. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, I th- guessed at least. I think it's Paul. But, um, but yeah, Michael Pitt, Pitt. Yeah. Um, did such a good job of just being so casual. He was a lot more casual than... I know it's probably they set up these characters. Yeah. Because um, they seem to be... I don't want to say genius. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You could, you could. Some of them go... Bad. <laughs> the um, it's very just they they anticipate so much of it and know yeah. exactly how they're going to react and what they need to do to achieve this. What they're doing is horrendous. Don't get yeah. me wrong. And is um, the fact that it's void of any emotion whatsoever is yeah. And it's almost like we've scariest, done this so many times. We know what we're doing. It's one of the scariest parts about it, though. Just the absolute void of any feeling. Yeah. From them, they're just like yeah. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to kill you. We're going to. Do it when we want. We're doing it for a camera that isn't there. Yeah. We're going to do it when we want. You're not going to live. Um, Who's yours? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Mark really? Pitt. It's Paul. Um, he's terrifying. I thought you were going to go Tim Roth. No. Uh, shout out, though, to... Both of them. Yeah. Naomi Watts and Tim Roth. Both. And the kid. Georgie. And the kid. All Incredible. I, I, I actually... I would have gone... And shout out the whole cast. Yeah, I don't think there's a bad performance in it. No, absolutely not. Um, it must have been it's incredible to be in those three, though. Oh yeah, an absolute breeze for. Yeah, yeah although but yeah, it, it's, it takes it's, a certain it's a certain challenge yeah. to it, but like compared, although Michael Pitt does have the face for it, he does. <laughs> He's got a face of a psycho. I'm sorry, dude. Um, Biggest t- shit my pants moment. Well, I just want to say about Tim. Oh, Roth. Go on. Tim Roth has said I watched a little thing about his career at the beginning uh, before. Hmm. I um, and he talks about funny games. He doesn't ever want to watch it. Um, he said making the film traumatised him. Sure. Never wants to see it again. He said he was particularly disturbed because the actor playing his son resembled his own son. Wow. Like a lot. And he just says um, he was shown the script, he read it and went, absolutely not. I don't want to put myself through that. Are you joking? Mm. Fuck that. And then his agent sent him the original and he went, I've got to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's <laughs> so good. And I get it, you know, Letterbox has um, has low scores on it, although they're miserable cunts. Yeah. Huh? 3.6. Okay, right? better than I thought. IMDb have a pretty bad score of it. I think I it's like 6.6. I don't know what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. What is it on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, 52 critic rating, 54 audience. They're wrong. Brutal. It is a good film. Um, Anyway, shit my pants moment. Uh, it is the the turn. Um, it's after the eggs. It's when Tim after Tim Roth Roth slaps him. Mm. That moment 
where, or to be fair, it's the line. I can't remember what the line is that um, Michael Pitt says to him. Mm. It's something about like, I'll break your balls, old man. Like it's right yeah. in his face. He just gives him a right fucking slap. Oh, he goes, I'll break your fucking, uh, I'll break your eggs, old man. Break your eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. Um, um, yeah. Uh, just the, the, the probably two minutes after that were just like, oh, fucking hell. This took us just such a sharp turn. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he slaps him and they go, okay, now we can start. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, and action. go. Yeah, um, yeah for, I mean, for me, it's George being found in Fred's house Ooh. and cocking the gun. It's frightening in a different way. Completely different way. Um, but shout out to, um, to the golf ball rolling in when George thought it was all over. But... That's they're, the most hopeless Yeah, they're, they're shit my pants moments, but they're not in a jumpy way. They're just frightening in a different way, which is what this film is. It's not jumpy. No. It's just hopeless and terrifying in a different way. There's not a single jump in it. Um, I was shocked. When... Other than the music. Yeah, yeah that, that is Which does get you a little bit. But like maybe the moment where he gets blasted by the shotgun um, just yeah, Yeah, maybe. Me. Um, but uh, my creepiest shot is definitely the golf ball Main, not only because it is the most hopeless thing I've ever seen in my fucking life because uh, with context to see that roll in I might I might, if I don't find it as a gif I'm going to turn it into one yeah <laughs> and then only niche uh, very <laughs> niche isn't it and yeah you'll think you're the only person that would know what that would mean um, I don't know how many people have seen funny games no, um, it's not generally uh, office talk. Yeah, I mean my <laughs> my creepiest shot. I think it's the shot of the TV covered in blood, yeah. and just waiting to confirm it's Georgie that's been killed. It's really really hard. <laughs> um, but shout out to the kid looking worried at the door because you just know something bad's going to happen. Yeah, but you don't know what it is. He wound me the fuck up in that scene. I was like, sit still. Just stop moving about. Leave the gun. <laughs> the gun doesn't matter. Sit still. You had a really good spot before. Yeah. You were fine. And then now you're hiding behind fireplaces like a fucking idiot. <laughs> find somewhere. Sit down. Shut the fuck up. Mm. You'll be fine. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, right, so score. One to shepherd's pie in your pants. So it's not reflective of the I didn't shit my pants. Yeah. I was just I just felt like shit the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> um so it's like a five. Mm. I mean I've gone six point five. Yeah. You kept it low like I did. Like yeah. Fairly low mid uh, Yeah, fairly low because it's not a you know, it's not a traditional shit your pants right. horror. But it is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um it is tense, it is Full of dread, full of despair, unease. There is no fucking let up no, at all. It is just hopeless from, um, from, can I borrow some eggs? Yeah. Oh no, I, no, probably from that. Yeah. To the end. Uh, it's, you know, there's no let up. It's a very different horror from no a sort lives. of supernatural jump fests, which we tend to gravitate more towards. Yeah. But amazingly effective for what it's trying to do. And I, would recommend it to anyone and I 
fervently disagree with um, everyone. everyone <laughs> who has given that a shit rating because I think it's great. Yeah. As a movie, it's like out of ten, probably like seven or eight. I mean, it's up there for me. Maybe an eight. This, this is one of my favourite horror films. For sure. Because it is very different from, you know, yeah, sure, that... There's sinister, yeah. There, there's you know insidious and things like that, which are proper, you know, real horror, supernatural horror films. Mm-hmm. But this just hits in a different way. For sure. Um, so that's our two for this week. Uh, this, this is it was quite a long one because there was a lot to talk about. Um, next week we have um, two we haven't seen before. Next week, twenty uh, fourteen's Ouija or Ouija, depending on where you're from or how nasty you're feeling, and then. Uh, Korean film, A Tale of Two Sisters, which I have only heard is rough, but I know nothing about. And I also don't really know anything about Ouija either. Um, I remember... Okay, so I think this film is going to scare the shit out of me. Great. I remember watching the opening. Amazing. And it, the first scene was with a Ouija board, and I went, right. <laughs> Just turned it off. <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, no. That's I, too yeah. on the nose. And then, but it may well be good. Uh, I've actually heard, well, I've heard okay things about it. I'll happily watch it for this. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have done otherwise. As an independent viewer, I turned it off as soon as I saw a Ouija board. So yeah, um, 2014's Ouija is um, next week. And then the the, um, foreign language slash lesser known is Korea's A Tale of Two Sisters. So uh, we will come back with clean pants for that. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> See you next week.